Hey everybody, welcome to episode 47 here on What About Therapy. I'm Enoch Fossum and I'm a certified mindfulness life coach. And I'm Austin Ivey and I'm certified in the basics of acceptance and commitment therapy and we're both going to school to be marriage and family therapists. And in this episode, we're going to be breaking down another popular song and relating it to therapy. And this week, it's going to be a song by The Weeknd. So continue listening and find out what we think. All right. Let's do this. Let's get right into it. I'm actually really excited. Now... We're going to find out in this episode if The weekend has dependency issues. <laughs> Probably does, from, this, from I mean, the sounds of it. I mean, yeah. If you're listening, I don't know your real name, but The weekend, Mr. weekend, Mr. weekend. I know it's probably a great song in theory, but you may have dependency issues. And that's okay, because we'll we'll help you identify those with yeah. this song. Yeah. My first thought when listening, because I never heard the song before. I've heard of it. I never listened to the song by myself, by my own. Yeah. Because Enoch sent me the song today, he said, hey, we should do this today for our podcast. And so I listened to it a few times and broke it down and um, read over the lyrics a few times this like earlier in the day. And I never heard the song all the way through. And um, my first thought was, this is probably a very common feeling for a lot of people. And yeah. you see it in a lot of different songs. And yeah. you see it in just like romantic comedies and romantic TV shows and romantic songs. This type of mentality that he's displaying in the song is is very popular and yeah. i've seen it in myself personally mm-hmm. like a lot mm-hmm. in my relationships and even in my current relationship i've seen echoes and shadows of this mentality that um mr weekend is <laughs> <laughs> is um is displaying in this song yeah. so it's gonna be fun to break it down and show how even though it's common it's not healthy right yeah it's like one of those those therapy or psychology myths you know yeah exactly or like a like pop culture pop culture yeah that's what i was gonna say or a even just because it's it's widespread doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. And you know what's also interesting is Mr. Weekend also <laughs> won a kids choice awards song like years ago and that's great. Like I'm happy for him. It's really cool. He's a very talented artist. No doubt about that. He has a great voice. He's he's awesome. I mean I love his music. There are a lot of his songs that I actually really like. Like his uh oh, it's the one uh, it's on Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never seen Fifty no, Shades of Grey. That song, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. It's I'm the kind of person that listens to music for the for the lyrical value and the yeah. like. You can tell a story or you can you can convey an emotion really well. But his music is very catchy. I'll give it to him. Yeah, it's very catchy. It's very um, really gets your feet moving. Yeah, I mean, he did the Super Bowl halftime show three years ago. Yeah, it was either it wasn't this last one because that was right. It wasn't the one before that. It had to have been three years ago. Yeah. That's what hmm. I don't know actually. I think it, it was two years ago. I think that. it was the twenty twenty one. Yeah. I just remember it was kinda of weird, like what he was doing. Yeah. But he's really popular though. Yeah. Really it is. Was, it was really good. He's got a huge fan cool. base that is pretty pretty passionate. Yeah. And back to what I was saying with the Kids Choice Awards song, the song he won that for, it was about drugs. I can't feel my face. Like it's it's drugs. I think it's either cocaine or ecstasy. I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah. And he won Kids Choice Awards song. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. And so that just goes to show you how much influence he has over like junior high, high school, and even college age people, you know? Like he's super popular. And his music and just this mentality in general, this is not just the weekend. This is, I mean, I'm sure 
every artist these days is going to probably have a song like this with this kind of mentality. And at least artists with more of a, like, love lyrics. Yeah, the, relationships yeah they have the, the heart-based. I don't know what you want to yeah. call that. <laughs> yeah. Romantic artists. I, I heart radio. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it is for sure. <laughs> that's what that's about. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy because music has so much influence and is a very powerful thing. And subconsciously, I believe that your brain really, I mean, takes starts to take these lyrics as beliefs. You know, the longer you believe them or the longer you listen to these music, this music, the longer your brain says, oh my gosh, I need to feel this way to love someone because Maroon 5 says so. Mm-hmm. Or because The Weeknd says this in his song. I need to feel this way. Or it's not love. You know, and it's just, it's not true. It's really unhealthy. And that's what breeds things like narcissism, codependency, and or dependency. Mm-hmm. And code, well, anyway, we'll get into Both that. of them, yeah. Both of them, yeah. yeah Codependent dependency. Codependent dependency. Because I don't think most people want to admit that they're highly influenced by their media that they consume, but they are. And I'm willing to admit it for sure. Um, yeah. I'm aware of the fact of how influenced I am by Star Wars and by the, <laughs> the music that I listen to and the movies yeah. that I watch. And um, that's just how we work in our society now. We just get influenced by these depictions and these, uh, I don't know, these, like you said, like the lyrics and music. And they kind of become our expectations because these really popular, successful people believe this way and they're singing about it and it's really popular and catchy and almost um, influencing. I don't know if you yeah. want to call it that. And it's highly influencing. It's highly um, um, reinforcing in a way. It's like, yeah. it's really dramatic. I guess that's the best right. way to put it. It's really right. dramatic and theatrical. So this must be the right way to do it. Yeah. And, um, and no one wants to admit that. I know I had a hard time admitting that for a while that I'm influenced by my media, but I totally am. And so is everyone. And so it can be dangerous when we, when songs like this that convey unhealthy relationship dynamics and unhealthy self-perceptions and unhealthy relationship beliefs yeah that could be it just it's just concerning it kind of shows where we're at as a as a society in a way this isn't like Mm -hmm. a political podcast Mm -hmm. or anything like that but like broad swaths of our community broad swaths of our country um there's some real issues mental like social cultural i guess and uh, it stems from our our pop culture stuff like this yeah it's this I know all of you are like, well, what is it then? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we'll get to it. But this is really Hollywood's way of what love is. Mm-hmm. This is what Hollywood has said love is. For and this is how it should yeah. be, you know? So, I mean, like you all know, the title of the song is Die For You. And if you haven't listened to our last episode, I believe it was 45, mm-hmm. with Therapy on Mulberry Street with 21 Pilots, it's going to be the same way. We're going to play snippets of the song talk about the lyrics that were just said. And then at the very end, we will play the entire song so you can listen to it in a different light and should become more aware. So let's get right into it. Listen to the first verse.
find a ways to articulate the feeling I'm going through. I just can't say I don't love you. Cause I love you. It's hard for me to communicate the thoughts that I hold But tonight I'm gonna let you know Let me tell the truth Baby, let me tell the truth yeah. Alright Catchy song though, isn't it? It is pretty good I like it yeah, <laughs> I mean, anyway. it's, yeah, the, it was, I was kind of like moving around to, I actually listened to it in the shower. I don't know if that's TMI or not, but I was, before I came over, I was showered. No and, way, man. And, um, it was pretty, uh, I was grooving to it a little bit and snapping my fingers. Then I started, I'd like the, like this little thing in my shower, little shelf that I was hanging my phone up on it so I could actually watch the lyrics as I was, mm-hmm. as I was showering and cause I, iPhone 13, water resistant, you know how that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and I was watching the lyrics, and as I was like, like washing my hair, I was like looking at the lyrics. I was like, "What did he just say?" Like, and we're gonna, we haven't gotten to the part that really got me thinking because this first, I guess, this first bit is kind of harmless for the most part. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I really do think this is this is great. He starts off strong. Yeah, I'm finding ways to articulate the feeling I'm going through, which is great. I mean, we we feel a certain way, we want to express it, so he's trying to find, trying to articulate the way he's feeling, and trying to put that into words. Yeah, and I like how it says, I can't say I don't love you because I love you. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to communicate the thoughts that I hold. But tonight, I'm going to I'm gonna let you know. That's what, <laughs> that's what it says right here. That's what comes from genius lyrics. Right from the lyrics, I'm going to let you know. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. And then it says, let me tell the truth. Baby, let me tell the truth. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's pretty harmless. That's yeah. I think that we a lot of people feel that way. And right, especially good. new relationships that like you're... You want to say I love you, but you don't know if they're going to say it back, and you really want to tell how you're feeling. That's a very human thing. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about being a human is having so many feelings and so many thoughts about a person that you genuinely care about and are afraid to tell them because you don't know how they feel. Yeah. And you just don't know how to articulate the words that you want to say Mm -hmm. because it's so hard to put emotions into words because Mm -hmm. even just saying I love you doesn't do that feeling justice. Right. Anyone who's married or in like a deep relationship with like someone other than their parents i think can attest to this like someone who has a spouse or a partner or like a long-term like intimate relationship can probably attest to the fact that saying i love you to that person doesn't do the feeling behind those words any justice whatsoever it's just the words we use to to put our subjective like i don't know it's like a subjective use for those words yeah just put our feelings out there exactly love it's so hard to to put that into words and yeah i, I feel i feel him in these verses so far you're doing great mr week <laughs> but that yeah. about that's about to end <laughs> yeah starting off strong this is great honestly if he just you know stuck right there boom end of song yeah, wow it'd only be like 30 seconds that'd be fine he'd be better <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but never mind. it'd be a great song i mean all about expressing feelings and Talking about it's hard to communicate love, because it can be. Yeah, it's super, it's very human, very normal. There's nothing wrong with that so far. So far, so good. Anyway, let's 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 get into the nitty gritty. Let's see how that changes. You know what I'm thinking, see it in your eyes. You hate that you want me, hate it when you cry. You're scared to be lonely, especially in the night. I'm scared that I'll miss you Happens every time I don't want this feeling I can't afford love I try to find reasons 
here we go. This is the the first block. Yeah, interesting of, stuff here. Troublesome. So the first thing I notice here, literally the first word is you. Okay. Now he says, you know what I'm thinking. See it in your eyes. You hate that you want me. Okay. Girls, ladies, if you're dating someone right now and they say this to you, that's a big red flag. Huge red flag. Number one, for narcissism. And I do appreciate that he's trying to express the way he feels. But if he really was trying to express the way he feels, he would be saying I instead of you. You know, he could say, I mean, even I feel I feel that you hate it, that you want me so bad. And that's a lot different than you hate that you want me. Putting words in her mouth almost you know? or, or he, I don't know, this person whoever he's yeah. singing about, um, he's uh, speaking for them in a way. Yeah. Like it could be true, but that's just an inappropriate thing. And that's just, that could lead to a very unhealthy dynamic in a relationship where you do that to each other. Like you put words in each other's mouths and you assume you know what they're thinking. Like you, you think you're the world's first mind reader yeah. and actually know what they're really thinking, yeah. but you never, ever really know exactly what they're thinking you might have a good idea based off of body language or previous events but that is one of the huge cognitive distortions that a person get into is the, th the thought that they think they can truly mind read that's kind of what we're seeing right here in the beginning of this verse yeah and then he goes on hate it when you cry as in he's still telling her that she hates it when she cries you're scared to be lonely especially in the night not especially, just especially in the especially night. Especially with an apostrophe. I'm scared that I'll miss you happens every time. Oh, man. I mean, just the same thing. You know, he's putting words into her mouth, like gaslighting 101. Mm -hmm. You know, he's making her think, oh, like, am I crying because I actually I miss him? Because I love him? Or am I crying because... He's an abusive, narcissistic person, and it, was, it wasn't good. I, yeah. I had a lot of trauma. There's a lot of emotions built up there, and so I cry. And he's Mr. Weekend. I mean, and this, this isn't probably even... I don't want to say this is exactly what he would say in a relationship. This mm -hmm. is just uh, for music. Yeah, yeah. For listens. But... This guy who's in this relationship with this girl is saying, no, 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 no. You are crying because you miss me, because you love me. And dude, if that's not gaslighting, I don't know what is. Like it <laughs> makes, it's making, she's making, he's making her doubt her own sanity. Like, oh my gosh, is that true? Really? When in reality, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't even have much more to add to that beyond the fact that, um, it's dangerous when you, in a relationship, you start to do things like this. That's when, I don't know, arguments really start to become rampant. When you start to assume that you know the other person's thinking and you assume that, again, it goes back to the mind reading thing that I was talking about. That's the, I think it's one of the main problems of human disagreements and human uh, misunderstandings is trying to mind read, trying to uh, use telepathic abilities that are never there. That's if you think you can read someone's mind, anyone listening, you can't. I'm sorry, you can't. And um, especially in a relationship, 
communication is key. Mm-hmm. You can never just assume mm-hmm. something. Um, Even when you've been with them for years. Yeah, like a 50-year-old um, marriage. Communication is going to be key. And obviously, it's going to be a lot easier for a married that's a couple that's been married for 50 years than a couple that's been married for, let's say, a year or maybe six months to read each other and then respond appropriately to those yeah. cues. But that's why I, I disagree highly with like body language study and like the, the psychology of body language because... Folding arms always means someone's uncomfortable. What if they're just cold or what if that's just what they yeah. do or maybe their yeah. their shoulder is hurting and that's how they rest it. And so when you start to try to read cues or read minds, I guess, yeah. you get into just misunderstandings. And so, and I don't know if that's what he's trying to say with these lyrics, but it's a, it's a good opportunity to bring up that if you're in a relationship and you want that relationship to flourish, um, communicate, ask questions, and get to the bottom of what you're assuming before you assume it too much and respond based off of your assumption yeah no mind reading like we've talked about early on in this podcast that's a cognitive distortion Mm -hmm. is mind reading you don't have a crystal ball you're not the evil witch in sleeping beauty or snow white (laughs) yeah whatever one it is um like you just don't and nothing good comes from assumptions so yeah yeah and we can talk about that a lot in and of itself yeah Anyway, he goes on to say, I don't want this feeling. I can't afford love. I try to find reason to pull us apart. It ain't working because you're perfect. See, again, <laughs> like... He's, if you guys can see the look on Enoch's face, it was priceless. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's what it was. Like, He's, he's again, gaslighting her, making her feel bad for him. Because he's saying, I don't want this feeling. I can't afford love. I, It's tearing me apart. It's tearing us apart. I don't want this. But girl, you're perfect. And he goes on to say, I know that you're worth it. I can't walk away. Oh, exclamation mark. (laughs) That's going to sound funny. So this Uh is just, ah, man. And this is the first, ah, like we're not even to the, not even to the bad part yet. (laughs) Not to the part that really threw me for a loop yet. And we're we're still getting Twitter faded about it. Like this first one is straight up gaslighting putting thoughts into her mind, making her second guess her own reality, her sanity, and then makes her feel bad for him. Mm -hmm. Like, is that, is that a red flag to you? And if this is something that you are noticing, if you're saying, oh my gosh, like this is totally my relationship, like that's a red flag. And that's definitely something to, you know, if you feel safe enough to bring that up Mm -hmm. with that person or to seek professional help. And talk about this. And if you're not married, if you don't have to go through a divorce, I would recommend to run. Run in the opposite direction. If this sounds like your boyfriend, your partner, whatever. Like, it's, it's you know, statistically, it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. That's just statistically speaking. Yeah, just based off the numbers, yeah. So, I would run. That's just me. I think the one thing that from this verse specifically that I remember getting like triggered by triggers not the word, but I had a lot of thoughts about eyebrow raise. Um, eyebrow raise. Let's call it that. Um, mm-hmm. Is when he says it ain't working because you're perfect, and I I call my wife perfect all the time, just like kind of silly, like silly, sillily, sillily, sillily. That's a word. Very silly. Perfect. Like how about that? Um, and it's just it's it's playful. I know she's not actually perfect, but. Um, I say that just kind of for fun every now and then, and she does the same thing, and it's just like an endearing phrase that we don't 
focus on each other's flaws despite yeah this like we focus on the the good things that we love about each other and so therefore they're perfect in our eyes they're perfect for us right but i think this is talking about dependency this could lead us into what a codependent person is thinking about a relationship that the person really is perfect and so therefore they need to i guess take a responsibility upon them and be a martyr of sorts mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. um put themselves last, all those types of things that come with codependency because of their perceived ideal, the perceived ideal of what perfectionism is. I'm all over the place. Their perceived ideal of perfection and how they perceive that in their spouse or this person they're in a relationship with. And that turns into full-blown codependency, which Mm -hmm. leads to Mm -hmm. unhealthy power dynamics and unhealthy communication problems, things like that. Yeah. And so despite what you might believe the people that you're in a relationship with are never perfect. And um, I'm sure most people know that, but do you really know that? And do you allow yourself to believe that to the point where you act like that in your relationships? Mm -hmm. Do you really, do you, do you act like, do you act codependent? And we've talked about that before. You can go listen to our episode on codependent. Do you find yourself acting that way in the way that you really think your person, I say your person, because that's what I call my wife. Do you really, think your person your relationship with is perfect and how is that affecting the way that you treat them and how is that leading to unhealthy dynamics and unhealthy perceptions yeah all that good stuff that comes with therapy yeah um so to tie a bow on that they're not perfect and thinking that they are can be um bad let's just put it like that (laughs) yeah yeah this is called viewing the relationship or viewing the person with rose-colored glasses Mm -hmm. and you know, if you take marriage, marriage class 101 in like a college course, which are really popular, like marriage relationship skills classes, this is one thing that you'll learn is you can't look at people through rose colored glasses mm-hmm. to ignore the red flags and to think that they really are perfect because that's just a big no, no. Like you'll, you'll ignore these red flags in these people like this guy here where he's gaslighting you and he's making you feel bad for him. So you'll stay in the relationship. Red flag. Take up those rose-colored glasses, you, and view them for what they really are. Face reality. And then leave. Go the opposite direction. If you can. Yeah. If you're if, in a position if, to. Yeah, if it's if your life might be a little bit different if you have um, maybe some shared assets and, or children. Yeah. Um, but do what you can to to root up these unhealthy, like dynamics, unhealthy perceptions, things like that. Right. Oh man, this is going to be a long episode if we. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we luckily go. there's a lot of repetitiveness, and we're about to get to the good stuff, and we'll try to consolidate it more. So maybe yeah. we can move on to the next, uh, the next line. Yeah. So here we go. One, two, three. Is your heart beating as fast as mine? <laughs> or as hard as Mr. Weekend's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So let's break this down. Even though we're going through it and it makes you feel alone, just know that I would die for you. Baby, I would die for you. 
Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay. My first eyebrow raise is, he says, we are going through it. It makes you feel alone. Okay. My, my question would be why? What's going on in that relationship? Right? Why does she feel alone? Is she... I don't know. Again, we don't know the context of this like relationship here. Austin and I were talking about this before. We think it's just they were in a relationship, they broke up, and now they're living far away from each other. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like... There's a, some separation here, either yeah, physical or just like emotional separation. Yeah, there's something going like, on there. It's like a love letter type of thing. Yeah, like, I, I want you back. Like, let's get back to the way we were. This is how I feel. I miss you. That's... Yeah. 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 So he's saying it makes you feel alone, but just know... I would die for you. Baby, I would die for you. Yeah. And we talked a lot about that before we started recording. Sometimes we have amazing conversations <laughs> before we hit record and we miss out on good stuff. But, yeah, we have pre-episode episodes. Um, that's a pretty common ideal. I mean, I have that for my wife. Like, I, if given the chance where I needed to die for my wife, I would probably do that because that's how I feel. But um, I think what's even more meaningful is that I choose to live for my wife every day. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's just an unhealthy, like kind of talking about how this influences kids. Like he was a kid's choice award winner and very popular amongst like the Gen Z younger kids, like younger millennials that are growing up and learning how the world works. Um, The I would die for you mentality is, I don't know. I see it as very pessimistic and I see it as very um, unhelpful in a way. And you could call me pessimistic for looking at it that way because it, it can be viewed as romantic and, meaningful and cute. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I find it more meaningful to say that I, I would live for you and I would do I would do the things I don't want to do for you. I'm willing to put in the work to make this relationship work. Um, I think that I would die for you is... It's a bit extreme, man. It's extreme like, and it's it's kind of lazy, in my opinion, like the way that yeah. it's used in lyrics. I'm not because I don't think there's anything wrong for saying I would die for my spouse or I would die for this person if need be because that's how I feel about them, but... I think it's just, like you said, it's a little extreme. It's a little, it's a little overused. I think because mm-hmm. if you think about what's more meaningful is dedicating life to someone, mm-hmm. and, not death. And I don't want to even, I don't know. I don't want to take it down this route, but um, it in a way almost glorifies death, and it glorifies even for a step further the way we see suicide and mm-hmm. how suicide is almost seen as a seen as a glorified method of martyrship. I don't. I I want to tread lightly there. This is a topic that Twenty One Pilots talks on, and we'll probably do an episode on this later. Um, they have a song called "Neon Gravestone" that talks about how sometimes suicide can be glorified because of um, it's the it's it's death, and this person took their feelings to the grave and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, I think we need to focus more on life when it yeah. comes to things like this. Focus more on choosing to live and choosing to live a value based way, mm-hmm. turning towards your partner. Yeah, and I hope that came off the right way. I hope that it doesn't get perceived wrong, but I I do think that it just it's too deeply rooted that we would that we say I would die for you, because that's I think it's very simplistic and very extreme. Yeah, and I think the big issue here, especially with kids with adolescents, is they get this feeling from this song that oh my gosh, I need to feel like I'm I need to die for this girl or this boy, or it's not love, mm-hmm. you know. Like if, I don't know, your teenage friend says, 
hey man would you die for her <laughs> that's my best teenage voice that was perfect but that was me and my friends that was that was us in high school austin was in that friend group too that was all of us yeah i understand i i know <laughs> i i recognize i was transported back to 2017 for a minute <laughs> yeah. but anyway it's like dude do you even love her like would you die for her or you're expressing to your friend how much you love her like, dude i would die for her like um you're in high school do you know her like no but we're in the same english class and i would die for her. <laughs> <laughs> we rubbed elbows so as funny. i was walking past her and man i would die for her holy cow that's it's so extreme and um but it, how helpful is that really at the end of the day you know right that... i mean jokes aside you get what i'm i'm saying is that really does put this into the minds of this adult the adolescents that you need these feelings that you you would die for someone in order to love them you know where it's not true love or you don't really love them if you wouldn't die for them mm -hmm. and that's just that's just takes it right to the extreme like whoa okay. why are we why are we like, choosing to focus on this as dude, the true what? ultimate expression of love like why is that the yeah like and i understand again because that's ultimately that's the most basic thing that every person has is their life and so I understand what they're trying to go for, but why do we choose to, to focus on that as an expression of love? Because it's so much more important that you choose to live for them rather than choose to die for them. I think that is the ultimate expression of love that you, every day you wake up and choose to live your life for that person, not yeah. for that person, but for your relationship with that mm -hmm. person and the life that you have together. You choose every day to put in the effort to make it meaningful and to make it beautiful and to make decisions that make that person's life easier or maybe a little bit easier to live or mm -hmm. a little bit more um, beautiful in some mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And that is just, it's just a cliche that's just a little overused and maybe needs to get put to rest. <laughs> ironically, maybe it needs to, <laughs> it's a cliche that needs to die. Right, ironically. Then. Yeah. Unironically. He goes on to say the distance and the time between us, it'll never change my mind because baby, I would die for you. Baby, I would die for you yeah um this is more towards the guy in this mr weekend or the man that is portrayed here like dude there are just some times in life where you need to let go like things get to a certain point it's just unhealthy for you at this point to continue to put effort and obsess over this person and it would be better for you and for this lover to just let go move on the grass is greener not on either side but wherever you water it and you can there's more opportunity for you and i mean you know the other cliche there's more fish in the sea like just meaning there's more opportunity for you like it's not just one and done like she's the only one i've ever loved or ever will love. Or ever will love. Mm -hmm. Like, no. You can move on. And it's best for you if you move on, if you're in a relationship like this. Mm -hmm. If you're this guy. Like, dude, she doesn't want to be with you. I'm sorry. That's that's a reality. And I'm really, I'm sorry. But you need to move on. That's uh, that. Period. Uh, period. That's, I think that kind of sums up the that whole verse that we just listened to. So yeah. we could probably move on to the next one it's we're spending so much time on this because there's so much, there's so much going yeah. on with this so we apologize yeah. for the rants but there's a lot to talk about with this there and, is uh, maybe we can uh 
Listen to this next next this next line. Uh, Mr. Weekend, take us away. Let's hear it. I'm finding ways to manipulate the feeling you're going through. But baby girl, I'm not blaming you. Just don't blame me too. I can't take this pain forever And you won't find no one that's better Cause I'm right for you, babe. I think I'm right for you, you know Okay, well, this is my big eyebrows I <laughs> Eyebrows, my big I do have big eyebrows My big eyebrow raise the Big raise And it starts right off the bat um, And I, I might interpret this different from everyone else But this is the way I interpret it he starts off by saying, I'm finding ways to manipulate the feeling you're going through. But baby girl, I'm not blaming you. Just don't blame me too, yeah? <laughs> and I'll stop right there because it's really the first couple lines that I want to talk about. I'm finding ways to manipulate the feeling you're going through. And this is the way that I... Sorry, yeah. What, do you have no, some, that was just my reaction. Just did. <laughs> that's, I mean, that was me too in the shower. I was like, what in the world is this guy thinking? Like, that's so weird. But the way that I took it is that he is attempting to manipulate some feeling that she's feeling that is negative. He's yeah, trying yeah. to make her not feel something that she doesn't want to feel. And yeah. she want and because of how much he he loves her and how much he like he would die for her, he would do anything for her, even try to change her world and make it so she never experiences anything negative. And from what I found in my own marriage, I've only been married a year and a half now, um, almost a little over a year and a half, is that true love isn't in the ability to change a person's life and to make their life better it's to be there with them when their life sucks no matter mm -hmm. what that's what marriage is about that's what true love is about the ability to just be with someone like in regards with marriage to be with your spouse and to just like empathize with them mm -hmm. and suffer with them and not try to change what they're going through and again i think that is another really unhealthy dynamic that has been spread by pop culture like this that you can, if you love someone enough, what you'll do is make their life perfect. So they never yeah. have to experience anything bad. But we've talked about countless times on this podcast that a true meaningful life isn't about avoiding everything that's negative. It's in the acceptance of everything that life has to offer, both good and bad, positive and negative, depressing and joyful. And so when you try to take that opportunity away from your spouse or the person you're in a relationship with, you rob them of the opportunity at the full life experience. And I don't want to say that I, that I've never done this. I am guilty of this all the time with my spouse and even people in my family and my friends that I don't want them to experience bad things because I don't like it. So they I'll do everything I can so they don't deserve it, but so they don't experience it. And that is also a trait of codependency that you'll do everything in your power even at your own expense, that your partner or your spouse doesn't experience negative emotion. Right. And that was my big eyebrow raise in this song, that he's attempting to manipulate manipulate the person's feelings so she doesn't have to feel negative emotion. That's the way that I took it. Yeah. Well, that's good, because even if Mr. Weekend has a completely different reason for this line, it doesn't matter, because no one knows what he's actually trying to say. It's the interpretation of it mm -hmm. that really matters. I mean, what is a 15-year-old going to think about this? Yeah, that's true. You know, what's an 18-year-old who loves this girl going to think about this? Where he says, oh my gosh, okay. I can, according to Mr. Weekend, manipulate the feeling 
that she's going through. So I think it's funny because he's literally saying, like, to me, like, girl, I'm gaslighting you. <laughs> like, right here, you know? <laughs> he's literally saying, I'm going to manipulate what you're feeling. So let's say, this is the way I take it, is, okay, girl, you hate me, but I'm going to manipulate that feeling into either one, like we've seen in the first, I mean, get-go, Hmm. I'm going to make you feel bad for me and I'm going to make you think that you actually love me even though these strong emotions come from trauma because I'm an abusive narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's the way that's the way I take it. He literally straight straight up tells her, "I'm going to manipulate your fe- the feeling you're going through." And that's what he's been doing this entire song. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been manipulating the way that she views him, the way that she's feeling and I mean, I can just tell from the song, the relationship ended, you know, badly. Not good, because she's in so much pain. That's that's literally what we've heard. And he don't care. He's going to keep manipulating her feelings and keep gaslighting her, changing her reality, changing the way she feels, or at least the way she views her feelings about him. So she won't not like him. She yeah. won't hate him. And I love how he says, baby girl, I'm not blaming you. You know, I don't blame you for having these feelings. Just, just don't blame me too. Yeah? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you trying to say there, man? Like, are like it, he's literally saying it's your fault. Don't blame me. Like, I don't blame you. Don't blame me. But, you know, it's your fault kind of thing, you know? It's... Like, dude, it's just like big eyebrow raise. Come on, big red flag. Huge red flags in here. Like, um, And this, like you said, this is getting listened to by 15-year-olds and they're thinking yeah. that this is okay and this is normal to feel this way because Mr. Weekend feels it. And it gets even worse as we continue to listen to it. He talks about how... I'll just continue reading. He says, because I can't take this pain forever and you won't find no one that's better because I'm right for you, babe. I think... I'm right for you, babe. Dude. And that is that just compounds even worse that yeah. like, go talk about gaslighting, talk about narcissism. You won't find anyone better than me for you. Um I'm right for you. I think I'm right for you. Like there's so many things to unpack there, but that is just like relationship narcissism. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I don't know. That is a perfect example of what that can look like mm-hmm. so perfectly. And um if, again, if that if you see that in your relationship, not to say just run away from it as soon as you can, but be aware that that is not healthy behavior. If you hear that or you feel that way, or if maybe you feel that way towards someone, maybe you should seek help and try to work on that feeling because that is not going to contribute to a healthy relationship dynamic to right. feel that way within yourself and then cause your um, spouse or partner to feel that way as well. Yeah. That you are right for them or they are right for you. And you are the only right ones for each other. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot on the podcast. We had a whole episode devoted to that, that true love is is made. True love is not found. That there mm-hmm. is not the one for you. There is a one out of many. And this is a conversation I was having with a, a good friend over the weekend as we went fishing. We were driving the out weekend. to... weekend. <laughs> that was good. We were driving out to Duchesne to, to fish and we were both married and we were just talking about like... Like, I don't know how this came up and we were talking about relationships and how our marriages work and how happy we are in our marriages and 
that it doesn't take away from the beauty of our relationship that we could have, that they aren't our only soulmate, our spouses mm-hmm. that we're with. That doesn't take away yeah. from the beauty of it. It actually adds to it that of all the people that we could have made it work with, we chose this person and we're, cho- we're choosing to build this relationship and make true love with this person. Yeah. And that makes it more meaningful. That, that gives you the agency that takes away the, the fairy tale ending and the, the destiny out of it. And it puts in, um, commitment, growth, and I don't know, insert another definition here, but it, it, it allows for growth and it allows for, in my opinion, true love. Yeah. Because then you can create it rather than just saying, I'm the only one that's right for you. You're never going to find anyone else like me. And man, is that a narcissistic behavior or a narcissistic, uh, viewpoint on life and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, man, you just think of an abusive relationship, especially with a narcissist. She wants to leave. Okay. He's the narcissist. She wants to leave. He's going to yell and say, you're not going to find anyone better than me. (laughs) You know, I'm the best. I'm right for you. And you know it like, dude, Okay, red flag, okay? When you hear something like that, huge red flag. And just don't believe it for a second because that's not true. And, I mean, that's just the reality of it. The Hollywood ending, the soulmate, I mean, they're... I don't know if we've done an episode on that. We've talked about it, I believe. Touched on it in an episode before. I can't remember the name of the episode, though. Yeah, me either. But soulmates don't exist. They just don't. And Hollywood... I mean, for, you know, views-wise, that's what gets views, is these Hollywood stories. of Cinderella stories. One true love, and if you don't get that person, then it's too late. Like, I'm sorry. There's no one else for you. That's just not true. And no matter what the other person says that you're in a relationship with, if it's anything like that, don't believe them for a second because it's not true. There's so much opportunity there for you. And the one or a one person for you is out there. Yeah. Soulmates are created, not found. Yeah. Don't limit yourself to one human being, especially if you're dating. Like, don't limit yourself to only one person. Uh, If you think they're the only ones, but you choose to ignore red flags, like, just know there's more people out there and more opportunities for you. Now... Were you going to say something? I was going to say, like, the next lines, it looks like we get some repeats. Um, I think it's the whole... I think we get... We might be able to jump down to... We're both just looking at the lyrics right now in front of us, where it says, I would die for you. I would lie for you. Oh, down yeah. Down there, yeah. maybe we could listen to, the, listen to through that. Talk about all that. Yeah, we'll listen to that. Here we go. I would die for you. I would lie for you. Keep it real with you. This is the last part. I promise we're done. But this is, he just goes through all these things that that he would do because he loves her. That's what love is, right? I would die for you. I would lie for you. Keep it real with you. But I would also lie. So I'm not going to keep it real. So just saying. 
Yeah, anyway. I guess on that really quick while you're on that, yeah. I would never want my spouse to lie for me. You know, that's like, right. I would want them to keep me from doing that and do everything in my in her power to prevent me from having to lie, you know, and that she right. would empower me to do the right thing. But yeah, go ahead. Keep going. And that's just silly. Like, I would lie for you, but I'm going to keep it real with you. That's so but contradictory. Like, yeah. Dude. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> not going to go into that. But here we go. I would kill for you. My baby, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, he's just saying, like, I'm just saying, I would kill for you. I'm just saying. Just, I'm just, I'm toss that in there that I would murder another person for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, that is so barbaric, man. Like, that is, that's what I call Vikings right there, man. Like, <laughs> if you've watched the show Vikings or, like, Game of Thrones or The Last Kingdom, dude, that's what they would do then, but you're in the... 21st century man like <laughs> you don't know just just know that's like sure lyrical lyrically maybe that sounds romantic like bruno mars i'd catch a grenade for you yeah um i mean i guess that's a little different he doesn't say i'll throw someone i'll throw a grenade for you yeah i'll, I'll throw a grenade at someone for you <laughs> <laughs> but it's essentially the same thing just opposite i would kill for you like i would yeah. Again, it's just like a surface level, a surface level expression of deep emotions. But yeah, like yeah, yeah it's it's so cl- cliche. And if you want to look into the deeper meanings of what a relationship could be, like to say something like, "I would, I would get out of my comfort zone for you. I would learn new things for you." And that that thing is that doesn't go good in a song. And the reason they these artists put this yeah. in is because it is it is catchy and it's um surface level. It's like a it's like a backwards iceberg for like it looks really big on the surface, but mm-hmm. underneath the underneath the water, underneath like the actual what's meaningful, there's not much there. It's just there's no sustenance. Man. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like empty calories. It's like eating a it's like eating an oatmeal cream pie for dinner. There's like you're not gonna get much from it. Yeah, it tastes good, but you're not gonna get much from that. Yeah, it's not gonna last very long. And yeah. th- I think that is I think that's really the true issue of of songs like this that perpetuate ideals. That yeah, it could be romantic from a certain light that you would kill someone for your romantic partner or your spouse, or you would die for them or you would lie for them. But that is such a, and it's a surface level commitment to your spouse. Yeah. And what truly is going to help them? What can you commit to them rather than just lying for them? Like, what could you do then? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd off someone for you or I'd off myself for you. What is more meaningful that you could commit to them that would show how you truly care for them? Mm-hmm. And again, what is that telling teenagers what is that telling junior high kids what right. is that telling young adults that are out there looking for meaningful relationships that that they want them to last and they want them to have these um deep excuse me deep connections and this is what they think they need to feel and yep. they, they they need to feel that they are willing to kill someone when in reality they need to all they really need is a commitment to that person and to build a life with them mm-hmm. it's a lot more simple and a lot less drastic than that but and, harder to do. Yeah, and um, a lot harder to do. And yeah. it's 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 easy to say that I would I would do all those things but when it comes down to it. How impactful is that really going to be on your relationship to just say that? Because you can't show that you would die for someone. You can't show that you would kill for someone without probably getting in trouble with the law. And in most instances, lying for someone isn't going to be very helpful. But what can you do in your life that's value-based for both you and them or for maybe for them? That's going to show how you truly care about them. Yeah. And how can you turn to your values or their values 
and implement that into your relationship that's going to make a difference rather than just stating your willingness to end your life for them <laughs> you know like yeah. and that i think is going to be the foundation of a good relationship i guess yeah. uh, that's what i've seen at least i don't yeah. think i've ever said that i would die for my wife and we have a pretty good relationship yeah yeah or i've never said i would kill for you wife yeah i, I would never i've i've said that i would defend you if someone was threatening you okay yeah. but i've never said that if you wanted me to kill that person for you i, I would do that <laughs> it's, it's a lot different than yeah. it's it's an unfortunate reality that we're seeing in our pop culture. That this is what is expected out of relationships. Yeah. I mean, and that's why, I mean, a lot of people struggle when they actually get into a committed relationship where they get married and they're like, oh my gosh, this upside down iceberg that I thought it was, I already knew everything about. They get married and turns out it's an actual iceberg where 90% of it's underwater and you don't know, mm -hmm. you know, and it takes a lot more work than you actually anticipated. And then these feelings of I would die for you, lie for you, kill for you, disappear. They're gone. And you're with this person forever. I just I just thought of a so when you were talking about dying for them earlier, and how we last episode we talked about inside out a lot. Do you remember the scene when they go like they're on the island and there's like the boyfriend there? It's like a Riley's ideal boyfriend and he's like, I would die for Riley. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's what i was thinking of but i couldn't place where it was coming from it's from inside out like i would die for riley and that's all he says that's yeah. all he says in the yeah, movie yeah, yeah. and then like they use a bunch of him to make a ladder to go to back to home base oh, that's right that's right and they like, make a bunch of copies of him and they yeah. climb to the top and then yeah. it just falls and they're all just saying i would die for riley i would die for riley and that's i think now thinking about that that's what um little girls and like young boys young men Think of what is expected out of a relationship, no, and it's true. perfectly encapsulated by this adolescent, animated adolescent female's ideal boyfriend is someone that would just die for her. I totally forgot about <laughs> like that. It's, it's perfect timing for it that, is. but yeah. um, that is such a childish way to look at it. But here's an adult man thinking the same way that this is yeah. what he was due for his significant other. That's all mm -hmm. that is expected of him. Mm -hmm. When in reality, there's so much more that he needs to contribute to really make this relationship deeply impactful. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just to end it off, instead of pointing fingers, you know, just at the man saying, that's disgusting. He's a terrible man. Mm -hmm. Awful relationship. This is the stuff he grew up on too. Mm -hmm. You know, thinking that he needs to feel this way to be in love. And really, it's not his fault. Oh, no. Because like we yeah. said at the beginning of this episode, that this is the norm. This isn't like the fringe thought. This is in my opinion, would probably be the vast majority of people feel this way about relationships. Yeah. So he's just singing what he, what his mama gave him. <laughs> and for lack of a better term, that's the way he was probably raised within culture. And maybe his parents modeled this, that this is what you're just desperately in love with this person. You couldn't, can't live without him. And you would do drastic things to prove your love for them. Yeah. When in reality, it's not true. And so I don't blame him. It's not his fault. Yeah, neither but I. the first step to change is to recognize this, recognize these unhealthy patterns, and then start to change it. So the rest of the song is just repeating, and so we're not going to go through it. But we will play the entire song for you now, and play a little, little game while you're listening to this, a little raise an eyebrow whenever you uh, hear a red flag. Let's get it started.
Find a ways to articulate the feeling I'm going through I just can't say I don't love you Cause I love you Yeah, it's hard for me to communicate the thoughts that I hold But tonight I'm gonna let you know Let me tell the truth Baby, let me tell the truth Yeah, you know what I'm thinking in your eyes you hate that you want me hate it when you cry you're scared to be lonely especially in the night i'm scared that i'll miss you happens every time i don't want this feeling i can't afford love i try to find reason to pull us apart it ain't working because you're perfect and i know that you're worth it i can't walk away saw that song with the new light maybe you found some things in your relationship you can improve on maybe you didn't and that'd be great and um if even if you didn't maybe find a way that you can implement more meaningful 
impactful the decisions into your relationship? What are some ways that you can go below the surface with the way that you interact with the people that you have intimate relationships with? That that could be more than just let's say you don't have a, a significant other right now. Could be a friend or a or a parent. What are some things that you can do to rather just die for them? How are you gonna live for them? What yeah. are you gonna do to, to live for that person rather than just lie and die for them? <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I mean the whole reason we're doing these episodes is to bring more awareness to actually what we consume on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. You know, and how that actually creates our reality and creates our behavior. And so just a little something as you go throughout this week to pay attention to, whether that be different shows or different songs. And I mean, they can either be helpful or unhelpful, you know, not necessarily good or bad. It's just either is what the song is saying, is this helpful or is this unhelpful? And then be, be the judge of that and go ahead and make those uh, necessary changes that you feel like you need to make in your life. So like Austin said, find ways that you can live for someone this week and start to make a difference. Thanks for listening and taking us out as always is the great, the one and only Danny D. Woo! Nice. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?